Atlanta was burning on the back lot of Selznick International. Cameras were grinding while walls and fake storefronts of old sets from King of Kings, King Kong, Garden of Allah, which had been doctored to look like Atlanta, at least from a distance, went up in crackling fire. Looks like what Hitler's doing in Czechoslovakia, Wally Hospodar, second in command, Selznick International Security, said to me. I shrugged and watched the darkness beyond the half-acre of burning set. Wally had hired a dozen backup private detectives, and security guards with studio experience like me had been hired for one night of work and the promise of more on Gone with the Wind. Atlanta was burning, with seven Technicolor cameras grinding all over the place till they got it right. The studio had its own fire department, but more than 200 studio employees had been given a crash firefighting course and were standing by while the Culver City fire chief, Ernest Gray, tried to control them and all of his own men and trucks. It was a security nightmare. A stray fan in a USC sweater, a guy with a grudge against Selznick or old man Mayer, could get in the middle of the shot and force Selznick to rebuild Atlanta and burn it all over again. As it was, the fire had been started seven times and stopped seven times and started again where the second unit director, Bill Menzies, wanted some extra coverage. The air was hot, sticky, and smelled of smoke. Reporters who had heard from carefully planted phone calls from Selznick's press people, particularly Russell Birdwell, that the back lot in Culver City was on fire, were trying to talk their way past a detail of security guards. A mile away on Washington Street, Louis B. Mayer and his office staff were probably watching the smoking skies and worrying about the investment they had made in what Selznick had promised would be the biggest movie ever made. Time and money were on the line, not to mention the embarrassment if the long-delayed movie of the century had to close down at the start of shooting. Wall back there, Wally said, nodding to the right. That's the one on Skull Island, kept Kong out. I hear that's Hitler's favorite movie. I grunted, the heat warming my face. Wally was a good guy, ready for retirement, fond of the bottle, full of information about the movies, and obsessed with the daily movements of Adolf Hitler, who, Wally insisted, his sagging, jowly face nodding, would soon attack all of Europe and pull us into a war. We were about a dozen yards behind David O. Selznick, who was wearing a helmet and had already gone hoarse from shouting directions through a megaphone from a spindly tower that had been built so he could see every camera and actor, and most of the forty acres of lot stretching into the early morning darkness. Behind us, George Cukor, director of the movie, was sitting on a chair, whispering to a thin young guy I didn't recognize. Cukor was staying out of the way while the burning of Atlanta was directed by William Cameron Menzies. It was an action shoot, a second unit job, made harder by Selznick's taking over. The wagon, Selznick shouted, pacing and smoking a cigarette at the foot of his tower. Where's the wagon? The wagon was off to the right, in darkness. Wally and I had been there when Dorothy Fargo and Yakima Canut, dressed like Scarlett O'Hara and Rhett Butler, had gone over the action with Menzies and his assistant. Yak had been around forever, a lean, bored-hard man with a dark Indian face, as much the king of stuntmen as Clark Gable was king of Hollywood. Mame stole some publicity, you know, Mame? Wally asked, while I tried to do my job. 
Mames says Paulette Goddard's out as Scarlet. Too Jewish, something. Who knows? Start a picture, you don't have a star. Bad luck. Not that I'm fool enough to tell anybody that. Been here since Ince owned the studio. Made it through Goldwyn, Pathé, and RKO. And I'm hanging on with Selznick. You know why I'm hanging on? You're not fool enough to give advice, I said.